I believe in myself and I know I'm going to do what, what we think is going to get me that win. So that's why I'm so confident. I know I'm going to go and do what needs to be done. If you're an athlete, just try and stay as positive as you can because MMA is a roller coaster, a roller coaster of emotions, a roller coaster of highs and lows. But you need to know how to prepare yourself for them lows. You need to know how to get yourself through them lows so you can reach them highs again. Just adapt. Have to adapt to what's in front of you. If you're constantly doing that your whole life, um, you become comfortable in an uncomfortable position. Don't just go through the motions. Capitalize on that hour you spent in the gym. Capitalize on that hour spent on whatever you, you're, 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 you've committed to. Capitalize on it. Make it effective. Hey guys, and welcome to this week's episode of the I Love Success podcast. Uh, I am continuing my world tour. Yesterday I was in Toronto and spoke with, I should say virtual world tour though. <laughs> Yesterday I was in Toronto and spoke with Evan Carmichael. He are, he's the co-founder of one of the biggest YouTube channels in the world for entrepreneurs. Today, I'm traveling all the way through Wollongong, Australia, to talk with uh, a guy that I truly admire. I am a martial artist, and I love to see what he has done. We have the same Macedonian heritage, which makes it even cooler for me to talk to him. And he's a guy who was a rugby player, an athlete, uh, always wanted to be a champion. And he, he even went out and told his friends, I'm going to be a UFC champion. And this is way before he even started training MMA. And I think that's super cool how we can visualize things and then go out and really do it. And that, that being said, he did it. He's the current UFC featherweight champion. He beat Max Holloway in an incredible fashion. Yeah, so I'm just super excited to be here with you today, Alex. Um, welcome. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Thanks for the, the great intro as well. So appreciate it. Yeah, so I just want to kind of go back to your early childhood. When, when did you know that you were a competitor, that you liked winning, that you liked put yourself in hard situations? Uh, I, it's, it's a tricky one, I guess. Mainly when I started probably wrestling and uh, rugby league. So I played soccer before that. And uh, to be quite honest, I don't, uh, if out of all the sports I tried, soccer I was probably the worst. I, I wasn't, a, I, was, I wouldn't say you, 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 I was really bad, but I wasn't, you know, one of the best. And I'm pretty competitive, so that wasn't good enough for me. Uh, then I, then I uh, went to wrestling and actually that was what I was really good at. But then I wanted to play football with my mates and uh, things like that. So probably when I was wrestling, because I was a, I was a kid that uh, you know I remember actually this is a one time when I was uh, we were at like a presentation. It might have been for wrestling. It wasn't just my my team. It was like maybe for wrestling around Sydney and I don't know what you I don't know how to sort of describe it. But I remember going there and uh, there was these uh, kids or like older kids that went and pointed at me. Goes oh there's that there's that kid, like he beats up all the older kids. Like, Cause I was only, I was always pretty heavy set as a young kid. Yeah. So I was, uh, you know, when I was 12, I was always versing 14 and, you know, 15 year olds, which is pretty at that age is, is a big difference. So, uh, you know, that maturity at that age is, is uh, yeah, it's very, again, when you've, let's 
like you know, versus your older brother. You know, you, you're always going to get beat up by your older brother type thing. So that's how that's how it was. And I remember these guys goes, "Oh, that's that kid that beats up all the older kids." And like that sort of just made me realize, like oh, I'm known for you know being like you know like out wrestling older kids. And like it sort of made me realize, oh, maybe I'm a little bit different to people. And obviously, I was getting a lot of uh, gold medals and and doing really well. But I reckon that was where I, I decided that, oh yeah. Maybe maybe I am pretty good at this, you know what I mean? Even though I was getting the goals, I guess I didn't really have that confidence. But then hearing someone else that I did not know recognise me for that sort of made me realise, oh, maybe maybe, maybe this is uh, something I could do, you know? But I was really young at the time. That's awesome. And uh, I, you, you're, you're talking about being a little bit heavyset and you should check uh, Alex's uh, Instagram out to see how heavyset he actually was. But talking about being heavyset when you were a kid, did that affect you in any way, like in school, with friends? Because I myself was overweight and I had, had a hard time, you know, connecting with a friend or they had a hard time connecting with me they actually bullied me uh, I would I should say that but martial arts kind of gave me confidence I'm just curious did this did this affect you at all or uh not no not really to be to be honest obviously I've had uh people question it here and there but the funny thing is when I was younger I didn't think I was uh that overweight like uh you know I look at them them photos now like I remember thinking that Oh yeah, I was bulky. I thought like a you know I had a yeah good good fit body type thing <laughs> until I started looking back. And then again, you I would hear people say that to me, but I wouldn't be offended by it because I'd be like, why is he why is he calling me that for? You know what I mean? <laughs> like it's hard <laughs> to explain because uh, I was playing rugby league, and uh, I guess at that stage it was, that was when I was at my heaviest, and yeah. I was pretty popular because of my my uh, rugby league and all that. So it didn't. So I'll be lying if I said I was bullied with it, but uh, you know. It, but in saying that, you know, people did say it, but I guess I I didn't let it get to me because I, I didn't believe it at the time, or was it because I didn't care? I don't know. It, it's it's a tricky one. But I look back now, and you know, and not only do I see them photos, which you know, there's nothing wrong with it, but I know how I was eating back then. I know how unhealthy I was. Like I remember, I would eat whatever I wanted. I would have like a dinner, and I'm talking like. I would have a mountain of food on it and I'll have six pieces of bread with it. You know, it's just, that's just how I ate. And it was just normal. I would eat till I was completely full every time. And, uh, you know, now, now like when I, it, it sounds bad, but like I don't get it as full because I probably, because I've eaten like, eat, you know, I was eating like that my whole <laughs> life. I don't really uh, get as full as yeah. I used to, but at the same time, the lifestyle change and, and everything has work better for me obviously for my my style of of, what I do sorry fighting and not just that just healthier I feel a lot better you know what I mean I can you know I I feel like I've got more energy now because I I use that that energy wisely and I I put the right foods in as they say you know the fuel fuel for the body so you know I just look at that and I just know I know sort of how I was treating my body then and then now I, I know that you know I've this sort of career that I've chosen the fighting style is changed my lifestyle for the better. Yeah. And talking about mindset and confidence, it seems like you were uh, early on very confident and I studied success. And I remember uh, studying you uh, when I was watching Embedded before the Max Holloway fight and you were so calm and you were just, I, I watched you and I, because I watch all the fighters on all these interviews and the walk-ins and I tried to look them in the eye and kind of analyze. And I, 
I could see this guy, he's, he's going to win. Uh, so wh- where, where, did, where does that mindset and confidence comes from? Uh, it's a, this is a, a tricky one. I think it's always, like I wouldn't say I think, I'm pretty sure it's from day one as a competitor. I've always, so you know when people say you're, you know, some people are just bred different as if it's built in them. I believe that. I believe that you are bred, you know, when it comes to hard work and, you know, mind mind state and, and all things like that. I believe that there might be something in you that's a little bit different, but again, you need to still work to that. So if it is something like, you know, having that extra heart, that's going to make you want to do more. But then f- from you continuously pushing yourself because of that, or again, in my, as you're saying with my mindset, I'm always keeping myself composed. I want to be where I'm I feel is best. Yes, yeah? so I'll put myself in a position that will, that will, uh, you know, make me the best I can be. So whether it's in an interview, whether it's when I'm about to fire, me being composed, me relaxing myself, is where I can, you know, properly pay attention and do what what needs to be done. I've done that from day one. Always try to compose myself. So I put myself where now that's just normal. All the I like, I, if you've ever watched uh, my interviews, I always say like. I just feel so normal all year, all year round. No matter, I won the title. I've got a video that I'm actually going to be putting up in the next couple of days. It's me holding the belt, and I'm looking at it, and I'm like, like, oh no! Someone goes, oh yeah, here's the belt for the photo. I'm like, oh yeah, already. Like this was straight after my fight. I completely forgot that I just won the world title. I'm like, oh yeah, the you know the bloody world title. <laughs> so I chuck that on. I mean, like someone goes, oh how's that going to look on your wall? I mean, I need to let it properly sink in. I'm like, wake up! You're the bloody champ. You know what I mean? It's it's weird. It's it's a, it's something that I think I'm so used to keep myself level-headed, so composed that that's, you know, I've done that from day one and now that's how I am. So I walk out to these fights complete, completely focused, completely no, uh, normal, I guess you could say, as in composed, I guess, ready for to do whatever needs to be done. And I think that does separate me from some people because I see people backstage uh, and I guess if you're watching a lot of embedded or you watch a lot of backstage stuff, you'll see people put the headphones on like this, sitting there in the corner, amping themselves up. You know, they even get the frown going and, and you know, really put themselves in a position that they're not used to, I believe, you know, and I'm the type of person that I don't want to get there. I want to get, I want to be able to know exactly what I'm doing while I'm walking to the cage, while I'm in there. I've got a game plan to stick to. I want to see these punches he's thrown. I want to see what he's setting up. So I've always just kept myself so composed. And I just think from day one, since I first started competing, from me trying to keep myself that that way, I believe that that's what's made me uh, who I am today. It made me that composed. Uh, you know, I guess you would, you would say confident because I know I'm going to stick to a game plan. I know my team believe in me. I believe in myself. And I know I'm going to do what, what we think is going to get me that win. So that's why I'm so confident. I know I'm going to go and do what needs to be done. Yeah, I, I love that. And I think it's it it's partly being committed to the process, but are can you be unattached to the outcome? Because there is a saying, be committed to the process and unattached to the outcome. And we all, we see this amazing athletes, once they start getting to their head, they start losing. Can you just talk about that? And like, how do you work with that? Well, that's probably exactly what it is. It's uh, how did you say that? How did you say that? And committed to the process and unattached to the outcome. Mate, I, I I sort of I agree with that. I think that is exactly what it is. I, I've 
I've never really explained it exactly like that, but I always say because I'm keeping myself so composed, uh, you know, it's hard for me to sort of rise up to be like, oh, you know what I mean? I, I will always be like, it's more of a relief for me, I guess, because I'm so, all right, I'm going to keep myself, you know, really level-headed. I've got to keep myself composed. Don't let nothing. And then once I win, I will be like, yeah, cool. But, I mean, I'm more, oh, all right, it's over. You know what I mean? It's a, You know yeah. what I mean? It, finally, it's over. All right, sweet. I've got the win now. I can go home. But, but I am. You know, while I'm looking at the belt, I'll get a little bit of excitement and then I completely forget about it because it's – so I I actually agree with that 100%, that unattached sort of feeling to to the success. I think that's a it – is, it is like that. And uh, I think uh, it even rubs off of my wife because we talk about this. We always talk about, yeah. you know, I'm like maybe because we're both sort of like that. We're like we rub off on each other that way. And uh, even she says that something like we don't get excited for anything anymore. It almost seems yeah. like – I don't mean that in a bad way. But I mean, it's just, yeah, but it's hard. It's like, I think it's, yeah, yeah I think it's part of being a martial artist, right? Yeah. Uh, if we look at the, if we, I don't know if you read the old books of uh, the samurais and their, their job is to stay composed, right? To be in the moment, mm -hmm. because as soon as you're not in the moment, they say it when you're in your head, you're dead, right? So yeah. when you're in that moment, then you can act fluidly you can see things coming bruce lee talked about this as a fighter right seeing it almost from his perspective when he was fighting if i can see it if i can even stand on the side or above i can see everything in in my fighting uh, so do you fear do you fear losing that's yeah if there's a fear it's fear of losing there's no fear of getting punched in the face There's no fear of, you know, being in pain. Even if I, like, I've tore my intercostal muscle, so uh, my rib intercostal muscle, like two days before my fight. And I was in agony. Like, I thought I wasn't even going to make the fight, which is, uh, at the, again, I do this if you, you watch uh, what I'm always talking about. I fight for my family. This is my career path. This is what I chose. I need that money for my family. I need to fight, especially back then when, when this happened, I was in need of, uh, of the money a little more than I would be now. And, uh, you know, and then that was, that was worried because I wouldn't be able to fight. And then not just that, I wasn't worried about the pain while I was going to fight, but I was worried about, will that pain lead me to lose? Or will this punch that he lands? I don't care about it hurting me. Will that lead me? So him knocking me out and me losing, that's the real fear of me losing and being four steps back. Punch me in the face all you want. I'll be in as much pain as I can the next day. It does not matter to me. This is another thing that uh, Aldo's always ask, uh, if you're an Aldo fan, about his leg kicks. Why doesn't he kick anymore? And uh, I've heard him say it's because of the pain the next day. Like he'll, he'll kick and then like he's, he can't walk for weeks because of his, his shins. And I know what he's talking about because my last few fights I've done, that's, that's been a, a lot of what I've done. But I don't care about the pain afterwards. I need to win. I'm going to do whatever it takes to win. If them kicks are going to get me the win, I'll be, I'll be sore for the next two, three weeks. I don't care, you know, because it's going to get me the win. You know, if, if I believe that drawing him into a punch, if for some reason me getting punched in the face was going to lead me to knock this guy out and I was drawing him into, you know, I, I wouldn't do this, but I'm just saying... I would eat that punch every day of the week just so I could land that KO punch, knowing that that would get me the win. I'm not scared of getting punched, getting hurt. 
I'm scared of losing. The fear of four steps back, the fear of my family missing out because I lose. You know, that, that's, that's something that, that fears me. And how, how do you deal with that? Because we all, we all have fear. Uh, what's your process of dealing with that? Let's just go back to the Max Holloway fight. You're so, you're so fucking close of becoming a champion. And now a couple of days before you get injured. And me, for me, that's just the universe asking you how bad you fucking want it. Mm -hmm. so, But how do you deal with that? It's, uh, again, it's, uh, I need to win. That's, that, that's, uh, that's it. That's, that's all it is. It's, it's that I need to win. And so what was that exact question you, you said at the start, at the start of that question? I, I wanted to answer that properly. Uh, yeah. So you are what, like, I just, can you just go back to your headspace? Yep. Like a couple of days before the fight, you're injured and now you're so close of fulfilling a dream and uh, you need the money. This is important. This is a step forward. What do you do? Like, how do you, process that and still move forward and and do such a great performance it's just again i need to do whatever needs to be done to win and that's why me keeping myself composed me sticking to a game plan you know all the, the even when it comes back to being in the gym so when i busted my rib that was before the darren elkins fight that that one was uh, not not the max holloway fight okay uh, yeah but i mean when you ask that that question is in you know You know what makes you want to do it? like even in the gym, the fact that I need to win. So what do I need to do to win? Every day I'm in the gym, I need to push myself. I need to I need to put my myself in a position come fight time. I'm the best version of myself that can be that that's going to give me the most chance of winning. Then me being composed, I need to stay composed because that could, you know every little bit counts. Me making weight easier, you know, you know instead of me doing a big weight cut and then maybe feeling funny the next day, you know all these little things that. You want to be the best version of yourself, and to do that, there's going to be a lot of hard work in camp, a lot of hard work during the fight, a lot of focus, a lot of everything, and all these little things is, you know, all these little one percenters that can really help you get reach that goal, and that's why that's what helps me training as well. A lot of people ask me, you know, man, watching because I I pride myself on being a hard worker. Anyone that sees me in the gym knows I'm always pushing myself. It hurts. It hurts to push yourself. It hurts to be grinding like that. But I'm so used to that now because I've done it my whole life. But not just that. I know if I'm so fit, I know if I'm so ready that, you know, come fight time, that's one less worry I need to worry about. I'm fit enough. I don't need to worry about gassing now. So, so I could just worry about my game plan. You know what I mean? Everything revolves around being the best version of myself. And that goes back from weight cutting, making sure that goes right, training, in them jujitsu classes that I'm doing, understanding these, you know, these movements and, you know, not just going, oh, I'm tired, I'm just going to go through the motion. No, I still want to learn. I want to know why that move is going to help me. What are the mechanics behind that? You know, in this strike, you know, I don't want to just be like, oh, this is a good combo. All right, why does that combo work? Oh, because this is this. You know, and as I've said uh, many times, is you show me one, one combo and show me why it works, the mechanics, And and the you know the the principles of it can show me so many different things. Whether it is more combos or even the principles in life, the principles in everything. You know what I mean? I believe that there's so much you can learn. There's reasons why that's so effective. I want to understand them so I can use them in so many different ways. I love that. And and Alex, how how far 
if there was an energy bar uh, right now from one to a hundred percent, how far do you feel that you are developed? How, how much uh, is it left for you to develop as a fighter? Ah, uh, it's, man, it's, it's, it's going to keep going. So for me to say the beauty of it right now, from the knowledge we have, I'm starting to get close. I believe I am close, but the, the beauty of mixed martial arts or a lot of things and the knowledge and then there's so many ways where it's weight cut science or, or, uh, you know, understanding the game, everything's evolving all the time. So I might feel like I'm getting close to the end, but then the game evolves. I evolve with it and this just keeps going. And, and that's how we look at it. The camps that we do, we don't, we don't just, again, we don't just go for the, the motion. There's, there's, you know, people look at me and they see us do a lot of fakes and faints. And you can look at that as, oh, yeah, you're just trying to draw a reaction or whatever it is. But we go so much deeper than that. We use them for so many different things. And, and like, you know, I, I want people to fight my fight. So me being so composed, I get them fighting my fight. So that's why I love to be, uh, you know, as you said with Bruce Lee, I want to be as a composed and ready so all my movements I, I know what i'm doing i know why i'm doing it and i'm getting them following me you know whether it's them adjusting because it's natural instinct they don't even know and i'm using that against them you know these that's how deep we go that is literally how deep we go i don't want to give too much away but uh you know what i mean so <laughs> but you get what i mean so there's it goes so much deeper than just being able to throw big punches throw big kicks you know there's mechanics behind it there's a uh, you know camouflage movements there's everything there's, and that's i believe uh you know we go deeper than most because i believe we're ahead of the game with the knowledge that's out there we're right up there i believe that but there's yeah. going to be a time where it starts to go again like it's the game's going to evolve we are looking we are looking to see what what else works we will evolve with it so there's no real 100 that's what i'm trying to get at that 100 is going to keep moving further because the game's evolving and i'm just going to keep moving with it so that that's actually I love it. I love that. So that's, that's motivating. <laughs> you know, that, that, that's, that's motivating to know that. That's, you know, yeah. I believe that right now I, I try and tell everyone, oh, we're ahead of the game. But the beauty thing is, is like, oh, yeah, this is the, the best version of myself. Nah, because we're going to find new things or people will find new things. Someone's going to show us something that we think, oh, wow, that worked because of this, this, this. Oh, cool. That's something we could use. Yeah, we level up again. So it's cool. Uh, how much of being a, an athlete or a UFC fighter and a champion is mental and how much is physical? Man, they, they say, what do they say? 70% mental, 30% physical? Is that what they say? Some like, I, can't, I know there's big numbers like there, that. There are different versions, but what, what's your, well, like, what do you think? Me, mental side of things is so effective. But again, you know, uh, you know, working hard and training hard and putting your, you know, you need to be fit and ready so you can be confident as well. You know what I mean? My confidence comes from what, how my camp went as well. So uh, you know what I mean? My, my, my mental side, if I haven't had a, a good camp, if I wasn't busting my, if I wasn't doing all that physical stuff, would my mental state be where, where it is? Uh, I believe the beauty of the mental state, I believe I will still find another way. So that's why I still think the mental side of things is so effective because I, I'm not fit. So I need to use my, my brain and be like, all right, 
this is, this is a short notice fight, but this is a big opportunity. I'm making good money. I need to fight anyway. How can I win? All right, so I'm going to work ways around it. So you need to be composed. As I always say, you're going to have a strategize and you need to be very level-headed and, and you need to really be able to control that mental side of you to be able to do that. So I, I guess I'm, I am leaning towards uh, the mental side. But again, I'm all about that hard work. Then one percenters that I'm doing in the gym really, really do make a big difference. So, you know, I can, you know, you could be on the money, you know, mental side of things on the money and then this guy's just figuring you out and beating you. But your gas tank, again, I believe my gas tank so much that that might change mid-fight because he's starting to gas and I won't. So, you know what I mean? They're they're both so effective, but you need to have both. So I'll say say 50-50. I like that. And, and and one thing that I've noticed, I, I was an athlete for many years and everything I do in my life, when I do the work, I get more confidence. I get mentally stronger because I, I have this in my, my back. I know no one worked harder than me to accomplish this. That gives me a lot of confidence, doesn't it? Yep. Yep. 100%. Again, it made me think of training. So I'm saying the physical side, you need to train your ass off. But then you need to be mentally strong to be able to push yourself them extra. You know, I'm talking about I've always, since day one, pushed myself so much that, uh, like, I've always went that little more than what, look, I can get away with going at this level. I can get away with that. But I believe if I push myself that little bit more, you know, that's gonna get, that's where I can reach a lot better goals. And, but you need that mental side of things as well. So it's just they both go hand in hand, mental, mental. Being mentally strong does go a long way. And again, if you're if you're sort of starting your MMA career, being headstrong and being able to push yourself even when you are unfit, but you will always go that little bit further. That will get you where. So you know, I, now I'm leaning more to, towards mental. So <laughs> I get a, that's what I mean. I go too deep into things sometimes. It, it makes me who I am, but it's good. But that's why I believe now. Now that I look at it, you know, maybe I'm going 55, 45. Mental. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. So uh, I'll ask you once, one more time before the end of the conversation. Uh, so uh, Alex, just curious, to become a champion, I was an athlete for many years. I was a world medalist. And you have to sometimes be selfish, you know, how hard you work and you want to be a, a champion. I know you even said it on the Joe Rogan experience that you love that you are actually the cause of winning or losing. There's no one that you can blame if you don't perform. So how how much is ego involved in becoming a champion? And is that an enemy or a friend? Ego. Well, so the reason why I come up with that uh, analogy, is that the right word, is uh, because of I used to play rugby league. I thought you, I might have said this on the Joe Rogan. So I played rugby league, a team sport. And you can have the best game of your life and lose. You know what I mean? And I'm, you know, I'm not putting that on my teammates, but I mean, you know, a few things go wrong. Like again, you had the best game. You made 400 meters during that game. You're, you know, you didn't miss a tackle. Whatever it is, you know, you had the best. But there's other things that you know could have could have went wrong. So, but when you're in the cage, it's up to you. But I mean, I don't want it to sound selfish as in it's just me in there because it is still such a team sport in preparation. So that's a so I don't want to sound selfish when I say that. I don't I don't want to be knocking my coaches and my, my training partners because I know how much work they put into my camps. But yeah. 
you know, at the end of the day, the amount of work they, they put in for me. Now, I need to go out there. If I go out there and don't stick to a game plan and do the wrong things, I'm letting them down. I'm letting myself down. It's up to me to, to make sure all that preparation that we put in, uh, you know, works. All that preparation, you know, gets you to where you are. You go out there and, again, listen to your heavy metal music or whatever it is, start losing focus, go out there and, and just a big adrenaline rush, start swinging and get yourself knocked out because of it. Now, I just pretty much shit it on all my teammates on my coaches, you get what I mean? So it is a big team team effort. But again, I love the fact that it's on me in there. It's on me to to sort of, uh, with that outcome, you know, again, if I did everything that I need to do and lost, I know I know my teammates aren't going to be angry at me. I'll still apologise because I'm, I'm, I'm a hardest critic. But, you know, it's, again, I, I don't think it's an ego thing for me. But uh, I don't know. I don't know how to sort of answer that question when it comes to ego, but that's how I look at it as a, as a team. As a, I still think it's a team sport, but at the same time, when I'm in there doing, uh, doing my thing, I need to know I... My, you know, that I put in everything that I could to, to get that win. And if I didn't, I'm shitting on my teammates. I'm shitting on myself. So uh, again, that's why I'm always a hard worker because I won't let that happen to myself. I love that. And and when you said that, I started thinking about Maya Angelou. And she said when she's walking on stage, she said, "I come as one, but I but I stand as ten thousand. And that's something that I try to carry with me in my life. Everything I do, it's not. It's not yourself, right? It's all the people that have impacted you positively and even the haters. Uh, all of those people are there, and but you are the, you are the vehicle that, that are doing this and showing up right now. Uh, so that I just thought of that when, when we were talking right now. Mm, that's cool. Uh, yeah, so Alex, have, I, I want to go a little bit deeper uh, because my my goal uh, is I study success mm-hmm. and I want to redefine success and I want to tap into the, the the minds of the brightest people in the world and I love martial artists just like yourself and especially uh, someone like you that came and you did this you came from a small town and you created something beautiful in your life with hard work so I applaud you for that uh, can you just share like what was the worst day of your life and how did it change you uh, as a human being? Uh, worst day of my life, I, I really couldn't give a, say a, a worst day of my life. There was a, when I talk about career, uh, again, I fight for, for my family. Yeah. So that, that's a, that's what everything is, is about for me now. So especially when I was chasing the dream, anyone that knows martial arts know that there's, there's not big money in the game unless you're right at the top. Okay, so you are really, really struggling when you are you are in the game. So this is where this is where it got really hard for me. So I I made a promise to myself that I am going to be in the UFC before my first uh, Ariana. She's my firstborn before she was born. So I was like, because I was already like a multiple champion. Like I had national titles, I had world titles. I was on like a, a massive win streak. Oh, you know, I had a decent following. Everyone was campaign after campaign. So I was like, I have to be in the UFC soon, surely. You know what I mean? So I was like that and the, the wife got pregnant and I'm like, I have to be. I was living with my mum at the time. And I, again, she's been nothing but supportive since day one. Uh, and still, you know, still is. And that, yeah, I appreciate that so much. But so while we're living there and struggling, she was working while I was chasing the dream. She's pregnant. 
it, it started getting really tough, uh, especially when I've made promises to myself. The campaign after campaign, for some reason, it just wasn't happening. You start to think to yourself, is this just not going to happen? I know you're ready. I know you're good enough, but it's all about opportunity as well. And you need to sometimes, you need to sometimes get lucky as well. I know some people don't like to use the word luck, but uh, you know, opportunity needs to come your way. I'll do everything that I can to put myself in a position where I can take that. But when it comes to things like that, sometimes there's opportunity. Someone getting injured, or you know, whatever it is, you know, sometimes that, that will have to come into play. And that's what I was like: Is this just not going to come for me? And I was a. Uh, really starting to get to me. It was really starting to mentally get to me. I, you know, I end up having my, my, my daughter first born and we're still living at home. I'm trying to concrete. And then they're coming then the, the wife's like, look, we can't just live at your mum's forever. Like, what are we going to do? Like, you know, and then I started thinking to myself, I'm going to have to start working and like not do this, do this as a, you know, not full time anymore, do this part time. And who knows where that would have took me. So I started really getting like that and it's really started getting down on myself. So you can imagine the mental state. Again, I'm all about family. I'm all about, and I feel like I'm letting them down. So that's been probably the lowest point of my life. And, uh, you know, so I was, what do I do? What do I do? But I got lucky. So this uh, story where things were really, really hard for me, it turned around pretty quickly. Luckily, I'm positive and I stick to things. I was so lucky the, the fact that, that happened and then within that weekend I think it was I went from the lowest point like I remember I didn't even go I was about to walk into my gym and then I'm like you know what no nah, I'm done like I'm leaving I, I, I this was one session I've never done it before I left the session my coach even rings me up what's wrong something's up that just shows you how much it was getting to me I was thinking man do I need to do I need to go part-time but I was like you know I'll stick to it like you know I won't give up on this you know I'll still do it but luckily that weekend I ended up getting my main sponsor that really helped me made like gave me this relief like oh wow like this this is a little open door this will this will help me chase that dream that little bit more and then the weekend after that I've got my UFC contract so I literally went from my lowest point in my life to literally the highest point in my life within a couple of weeks so I got I got lucky in that in that that state but the the campaign after campaign you know some people probably could have gave up especially when the pressure was again you're letting your family down uh, but I mean, I believe in it. I know I can do this. I'm going to stick a little bit longer, a little bit longer. And I'm letting my family down even more, a little bit longer, a little bit longer. Luckily, I, I knew I was ready. I knew it was going to come. And then it finally got there. But again, it was hard. That was hard for me. That was hard for me taking risks like that and putting my family's life in, in jeopardy. I say I put my life, my family's life or our life on hold till I got that, that, that title. And that was hard for me. That was, and if anyone knows that type of what type of person I am, that that was really really hard for me. Yeah, thank you for sharing that and being so vulnerable here. And I mean, it's almost like the analogy three feet from gold, right? I don't know if you've seen that with the guy so close and turning around, and the gold is right there. Uh, what do you want to say to other people right now that are listening to this and they're struggling in their life? They have a big dream. They want to do something, but they're they're down on their luck and they don't see that progress. What do you want to say to those people? Man, stay, try and stay as positive as you can and hard work, hard work, no matter what it is. It doesn't have to be, even in business, hard work means so many different things. 
It means you're finding whatever angle you can that, that will lead to success, staying positive, even when there is a negative. And sometimes, even in my career, I've there's been such a big negative, but I would still look at the positives out of it. And, you know, whether it was what really happened, probably not, but, I mean, it got me mentally fluid. So let me share another story. I always, sorry, I always go so deep into these things. But, uh, like, times where I was about to fight, massive fight and then I got bad staph infection MRSA and you know and I missed out on this fight at the time you're like you know this was for a title big title and I was like oh my god like what you know what I mean this is bad but then I started thinking to myself all right maybe it wasn't meant to be just now maybe maybe I wasn't because I was struggling with my weight cut you know maybe it was because that's probably why I got staph Maybe I wouldn't have been healthy. Maybe I would have been underprepared because it was a short notice fight. You know, maybe that's what it was. Maybe, you know, it's not meant to be. Maybe that, you know, you're you're meant to fight someone else or whatever it is. And I would literally believe that, put that in my head, and that would be like, okay, whatever, and I'll get over it. And all as little as, oh, at least you can eat now. At least you can eat some food. You know what I mean? I'll find whatever positive. You know what I mean? I'll find whatever positive uh, I can. So that always got me through, even when I got, you know, injuries and, Oh, you know, I'd, I'd injure my arm. I'd be like, all right, well, now I can work on strength. I don't usually focus on my, my, my strength. Or now I'm working on mobility here because I can't do nothing else and I never work on my mobility. So now I get to, you know, really, really, uh, you know, work on different tools that I have. So in business or whatever if people are into, you know, that can go a long way. You might be struggling with this, but, you know, where, where else can you go? Where else can you focus on, you know, little things like that. I just think that if you're an athlete, just try and stay as positive as you can because MMA is a roller coaster, a roller coaster of emotions, a roller coaster of highs and lows. But you need to know how to prepare yourself for them lows. You need to know how to get yourself through them lows so you can reach them highs again. Yeah. And uh, Alex, uh, I'm curious, do you do any type of visualization, meditation? How, how do you work with your mind on a day-to-day or and leading up uh, to fights or is that just natural to you? I think it's a uh, more natural. So, so a lot of people do that, you know, they do their vision boards. I, uh, I will do my visions. I will listen to music or whatever it is and, and I'll picture myself winning or, I'll, you know, I will do all of that, but that'll just be heat of the moment things. I'm the type of person that I, I play what's in front of me. So if I'm at the gym, that's where I visualize everything about the fight because that's what I'm there for. My 100% focus is on what I'm doing in the gym. But when I'm with my family, I'm 100% focused on on them. You know, I'm just daddy. When I'm home, I'm daddy. You know what I mean? I'm not a world champion anymore. I'm daddy. So, you know, or when I'm talking to my mates, I'm, I'm that, you know, 10 years ago playing rugby league, I'm that 97 kg front rower that I was. You know, that's just how I am. You know, I'm, I'm, I just play what's in front of me. So I don't know if... Many people are like that. I think a lot of people are, you know, and I, I think it's cool people having the vision boards and really visualizing. And But, you know, for me, you know, I don't want to be, you know, if I'm with my family, I want to be present with my family while I'm there. You know what I mean? I don't want to sit there and focus on everything else. You know, so I will have my times where I real, really will, you know, focus 100% on, on whatever it is. And usually when I'm in the gym, and I do a lot of hours in the gym, so I've got plenty of time to visualize while I'm training. <laughs> but, you know, then visualizations make me push harder in the gym every time too. So I'm picturing that end goal like, oh, I'm fighting for the belt here. And I'm on that aerodyne bike and I'm like, 
you need to push that extra. You want that belt? Let's go. You know what I mean? I'm picturing myself how I'm winning that fight, but I know I need to work hard to get it. So I'm working that, you know? So it's, again, it's just, I play what's in front of me, but I think I, I, I use a, that sort of a mentality what, uh, wisely. I think it really works for me, for who I am, but I know, I don't know if that will work for everyone else. Yeah. Now that's awesome. And I think, uh, people that can stay in the moment and be really focused, it's, it's an amazing trait to have because you can get so much more done in less time. Right. And, uh, I just, I just love that you have that natural and there's, there's probably some type of process to it because you want to be the mm. best at what you do. And you also want to be a great father and a great family man. And when you're with your friends, you're just, you're just a friend, right? Mm -hmm. Uh, Love that. Just want to go a little bit into your, what are your thoughts uh, of your next fight? Uh, uh, do you think it's going, is it set, anything set in stone or what's, what's the kind of plan? Because we're, we're at a standstill now. Well, that's it. Like. it. Yeah, we are, we are in a standstill. Uh, I would have probably been fighting on the Perf card. Well, not probably. I, I definitely would have been headlining that, that Perf card against Max Holloway most probably. So nothing was signed. But uh, but that was the fight that uh, everyone wanted. I wanted myself. So again, I think even the, just in our division, uh, there's no one. There's there's no one number one contenders. There's no number one contenders right now. I truly do believe that. I think uh, you know they're, they're all one fight away from being that person. I could probably fight one of them, but I think for me, for my for my profile for right now, for for me to move forward, for me to be you know build build my brand build my profile, the biggest fight for Perth Cut, this is how I was thinking, the biggest fight for Perth, the biggest fight for the UFC probably is that rematch with, with Max Holloway. So I, I'm game planning. That was my game planning around that. I was thinking, do I fight someone that probably doesn't really deserve that fight yet? It's not going to be as big of a fight because they're not really that number one contender. Look, if they have that next fight, they're probably, everyone's going to be talking about them, these, uh, you know, and that, that, that fight would be, they'll make sense for me. But right now I think Max Holloway, not only was he a great champion, I respect that. Uh, the, I respect the person he was. So he does deserve it. You know, he was a champion for a long time. He does deserve that rematch, but not just that. I think that's the biggest fight for the UFC. I think that was the biggest fight for that, for the Australian cards, the biggest fight for me to, you know, to have in front of my Australian fans. And the biggest fight for me in our division. So that's that's a. I, I look into all the things that will come come fight. So I think that that's what was next, and I still think that will be next. But we need to see what happens. You know, is this fight island going to happen? You know, what I mean, is that going to happen? <laughs> I know. Am I going to be travelling over there with a with at you know a whole team of guys that you know? Again, we've got a team where a few of the guys are in the UFC. Do we all go there and, and go and camp on this isolated island? And then all fight on the same card. Like, man, I'm up for it. I'm, I'll do it. If, you know, I think I still think that's safe. You know, I'm not putting anyone's. You know, if we're isolating ourselves on an island, uh, you know, yeah. you know, I don't feel like I can I can harm anyone that way. So that's starting to be like, oh, is this? You know what I mean? It's weird to actually think like these are crossing your mind. But I think you have to, you have to, you know, you have to look outside the box right now because everything is outside the box and nothing's going normal right yeah. now. <laughs> do, do you have, Alex, a, a hit list of people that you want to fight and want to defeat or it doesn't matter who your opponent is? The number one contenders, the next in line, whoever's the next in line, they're the target. You know, they're, they're, the, they're on my hit list. That's it. You know, it, there's, there's four potential guys that are going to be 
you know, that that's going to be the the arrow, the arrowhead aiming towards, you get what I mean? They're going to be my target. And that's going to be whoever it is, whoever puts themselves in that number one contender spot. So that's, that's how I look at it. Do the UFC look at it different? I don't know, but I mean, we'll work something out. But at the end of the day, I believe in the ranking system. I believe in hard work. If people go out there and take that number one contender spot, they deserve the, the fight and I'll take them out. All due respect. <laughs> Love it. And have, <laughs> have you had any plans of going up? Because I know you, you even fought at welterweight in the beginning of your career. Yeah, for the middleweight. I've uh, fought a middleweight. Oh, man. even in middleweight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's a look. It's man, old. Yeah, lightweight is definitely definitely an option. I honestly think I could even go down if I really wanted to. But um, you know, I'm not. You know, I probably won't won't do that. I don't need to. I believe I'm strong and good enough to just stay in the the featherweight for a long time or move up. So that's a, that's definitely something that I will will talk about or, or like if someone. You know, if the UFC bring a big fight to me, I'll definitely uh, look into it. But as I say, I'm not looking for that. I'm not chasing the lightweight division so I can avoid my number one contenders, so I can run away from my division. You get a lot of UFC fighters that that will do that, but me, I ain't, I ain't like that. I'm the I'm the guy. I want their best. I want the best guys. You know, you bring me the best. You know, at the end of the day, people want to. You know, what's you know what's success? Or people talk about legacy. Who do people remember? They remember the best fighters of all time. You know, a lot, a lot of people think the blueprint is your, your Conor McGregor's. You have to talk. Everyone will remember him. Don't get me wrong. He's one of a kind. But everyone's trying to go that blueprint. They think that's the only way. You know, you get so many people that, oh, yeah, they start getting a bit of hype. But as soon as you lose, everyone forgets about you. Look at the people that will be legends forever. George St. Pierre, Anderson Silva, you know, all these types of guys. Why? Because they were the best. They always won. No one could beat them. You know what I mean? They'll always be remembered as the best in, in their legacy. Will always stay strong because they were the best. So at the end of the day, beating your number one contenders will, will prove that you are the best fighter the featherweight division has ever seen. And that time, that time will come where very, very soon, I believe, where, where people start throwing my name as one of the greatest featherweights of all time. Love that. And uh, it's funny that you say that, let them come to me, because I know uh, when you were younger, you were in some street fights and yeah. you, you, you claim that you never started them, but you were the one to finish <laughs> them. <laughs> can, you, can you just uh, talk about that? Like how, uh, how did that go down and why did you always stand your ground? Why is that important to you to stand your ground? I'm, I've always, uh, to the Alexander, the, the name Alexander is a, uh, the meaning, if you look at the meaning, it means protector. So I've always been the type of person that I'll stand up to bully. If I see someone bullying someone else, I can't let it happen. So I would sit there and be like, you know, try and stop it if I can, but I'll put myself in a position. I'm not going to let this big fella beat this little fella up. You know, this guy doesn't want to fight. Why, you know, so I will put myself in sort of positions where, you know, it's most people just stay right away. But I mean, sometimes I just can't let that happen. The protector, Alexander, right? So uh, when I was younger, that would happen. And I had a lot of mates that I would uh, – I've always looked older as well. So I was as tall as I am now. I literally had this beard when I was, you know, 15, 16 years old. You know what I mean? So I've always looked older. So, I, you know, uh, I did get attention from from older people to fight as well. So that, that, that happened. Or if there's a bit of trouble for some reason, a lot of the times, maybe because I looked older, the, the people would come straight to me and I was always the one trying to stay away because I, I hate people starting trouble. But, you know, being being in parties and all that, there's always going to be, even your friends might sometimes stir the pot and then people come 
but for some reason, a lot of times they come to me. I don't know what it was. <laughs> Maybe because I looked older or, you know, they did, you know whatever it was. But I just, again, I've, it, it happened. I was in position, being young and silly as well. Right now, I probably still would. If I seen that bully beaten up on some little fella for no reason, I'll probably have to go in and do something anyway, you know, grab the guy and throw him to the floor, whatever it is. I, would, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't beat him <laughs> up like I used to back then, but I would literally have to stop it. I think that's just who I am. But um, I don't know. I think that, that that's just what, what it was. So even though I got into a lot of fights, everyone always knew I was a very respectful and guy that, that didn't start. But for some reason, it was finally maybe because <laughs> – yeah, I sort of did put myself in a position where I was close to it. I would at least want to watch. So <laughs> sometimes the trouble would find me. Or hanging around some uh, some smart-ass friends as well. So that, that, that got me into some fights too. <laughs> yeah. And uh, Alex, everybody talks about like finding your mission in life and your why. So why is fighting and MMA so important to you? <sighs> Man, it's, I've always loved martial arts. It's just something that I've always had a passion for. Whether it was a, a, as you said at the start, as on the intro, like, or I think it was the intro, but you're talking about, I wasn't even fighting at the time and I was picturing being the world champion. You know what I mean? It's just something that I've always, always loved boxing, you know, whatever it was, WWE. I even loved that because it was, you know, pretend fighting, you know, whatever you want to do. So I've always loved that type of stuff. And I wrestled when I was younger. Wrestling wasn't big in in Australia, but I still didn't mind it. I thought, you know, it's cool. It's still a martial art. It's still, you know, competitive. You know, use you know, whatever it was. You know, it was something about that 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 I, I've always loved. That you know, some people say it's in in our blood. Uh, you know, but <clears throat> I've just always loved it. So it's always been something that I've always thought I'd eventually do, even when I wasn't doing it. And it's just funny. Again, I think there would be a lot of people that would still tell themselves that. Oh, I'm going to be UFC champion one day. You know, I'm sure a lot of people think that, but to go out there and do that, it's actually pretty crazy before you're even training. I think that's amazing, but it just shows you that uh, there's always been a passion there. Yeah, it, It's super cool. And, you know, we hear people say all the craziest shit, but there's so few that actually do it. And for example, right now, there's we've seen so many people with I have the strongest mindset, I'm doing this, but when the shit hits the fan, why do you think you still actually you go you move forward and you actually do it? Why why what's so special with you that you're doing that? Adapt. You just need to adapt on like, you know, that's the word that I've been using a, a fair bit while this whole corona virus is going. Again, you need to adapt in every situation, you know, no matter where you look at it, whether it's your mental stage state or at work or, or in the housework with the kids, you know, things aren't going to run smoothly all the time. Things are going to go off plan. You know, you're going to have a plan and things aren't going to go that way. So if, if you've got a plan going this way and it ends up taking a turn, oh, you know, I could sit there, throw my hands up and be like, far out, this is, you know, and dwell on it and then just let it roll on. Uh, be negative towards it and let it roll on and just go on a downward spiral. Or I'm going to be like, oh, far out. Oh, what can I do? You know, I'm going to try and fix that. Whether I'm fighting, same thing. Like, again, I'll adapt. I hurt my leg. I've got these that I can use. I've got my other leg I can use. I can work on this. I can work. I'm going to adapt to this situation. I'm always adapting. I've always done that no matter what is it. And that's how I believe even even training, I've always adapted to what, what's there and adapted to a, a shape of a, a person that I'm sparring against, adapted to, uh, you know, world champion 
uh, you know, jujitsu guy that's going to kick my ass. All right, but I, I, instead of me just tapping every two minutes, how can I, you know, still make this competitive? How can I still get something out of this? All right, my goal is I'm not going to let him tap me out. So, you know, whatever it is, I'm going to adapt to this situation. I'm going to do things a little different because that'll help me, you know, again. Or I can just do what, oh, this always works for me. But, I mean, this is not going to work against a world champion uh, grappler. So I need to mix things up. I need to adapt. I need to do things differently. So that's a, you know, that's or I'm a striker. But I'm versing the best striker in the world right now. I need to adapt. I need to use all other tools, you know, whether it is, uh, you know, pretend I'm taken down so I can do different things or I do take them to adapt to every situation. That's that's something that again I I end up going real deep with these things, but just adapt. Have to adapt to what's in front of you. If you're constantly doing that your whole life, um, you become comfortable in uncomfortable positions. So right now this is uncomfortable, but I've adapted. I'm doing workouts in my room. I'm doing more podcasts because that can build, help my profile. I'm on social media more. I'm, I'm adapting. All right, I can't be in the gym four times a day. So I'm going to adapt. I'm going to do whatever I can right now. So that's a, a good word, adapt. Understand what I mean by the word adapt. It's pretty obvious what I mean, but you can use that in so many different ways. Yeah. Like Bruce Lee said, be water, my friend. Yeah. Now, he was a smart <laughs> man. He was a smart yeah. man for back in the day. Some of the stuff that I, you hear, it's a, again, like the way you would say it, and then if you really try and use it in your own way and you can really understand what he's trying to say, you know, no matter what you do in life, like I believe it, it works, like the, the the principles of what he's saying, it, it's it's man, he was too smart for for how for back then. I believe, you know, like what he knew back it's then. Incredible, yeah. It is. He studied philosophy and he he found the correlation with philosophy and martial arts mm. and life, right? And that's what makes it so beautiful. Mm. And that's why I love martial arts. And a lot of people think it's just punching someone in the face. It's is the least it is, right? Uh, I want to walk through, can you just go back in time to your walk-in uh, when the night you became a UFC champion and just tell me what was going on in your head and then also on your walk-out, what's going on in your head? How do you feel? Uh, again, I'm trying to keep myself composed and normal. That's one thing that I'm always trying to do, but at the same time, there's a purpose. So when I'm in training, uh, we're talking about like, uh, again, I'm selfish. I need to work hard. I need to do this, you know. So I'm, I'm 100% committing myself to everything that will get me to, to, do, to be the best I can be. But for the outcome of, uh, you know, I have to win. I've got a family back home. That's, I've got a family back home, waiting back home for me to bring this belt back home to them. Yeah, to, to bring this early Christmas, this was before Christmas, before, you know, I want to bring that early Christmas present back to my house. So I'm going in there with a purpose. I've got a game plan. I've got, I've worked hard. I've done all this. And the purpose is, you yeah, to win for my family, for, you know what I mean? I, not for my legacy, for my country, for my, for my, my, my team, for my family. So I'm doing it, not for me, not, not selfish. Like, you know what I mean? I wouldn't say that, but it's for, such a bigger cause and that's that's my purpose so again i need to stay composed i'm going in there being like all right you've got a game plan to do you've got to keep composed don't let it get to you you've got kids at home wait you know you you haven't left your family for no reason you've left them because you've got to go out here and do your thing i literally that's that's my thought process going into fights almost every fight uh, I, I literally think of my family and i think of all right you're away from your family right now you better capitalize on 
on all this time away from them. There must have been a reason for that. You know, there was a purpose of you, you know, you being away from your family when your family is everything. Why have you been away from? Because I need to win. I need to bring that money back to them. That's why. And I ain't letting anyone take that from away from me. I refuse to lose. So that's my thought process going in. And then my thought process going out, relief. I did it. I can, you know, I bring that win back to my family. You know, you know, I've done my family proud. You get what I mean? So that's what I mean by the relief. See, see the, I, I put it. So when I'm going in, I'm keeping myself composed, but there's still so much on the line. I'm just so good at keeping myself composed and level-headed, but there is so much on the line. So, so much on my line, but because I'm keeping myself level-headed the whole time, once it's done, I can, oh, let go of relief. I'm like, oh, yes, I've done it. You know what I mean? I don't need to, I don't need to stay composed anymore, like whatever. You know what I mean? Let the feelings fly. So I feel it more a little bit after my fight, but then I, uh, I forget about it pretty quick. I go backstage <laughs> and I'm talking to the boys. And I'm just having a laugh, a laugh, and, you know, and, and I'm, I'm me again. But, you know, it's good. It's a, the relief feeling is, uh, is unreal for me. Because a lot of, you know, physical and mental <laughs> abuse has been uh, going for the last uh, twelve weeks to get to that uh, sort of a uh, get to where I am. I love that, and and I think it, what what it comes down to is you're already feeling worthy. A lot of, I've interviewed a lot of people that have done a lot of crazy shit, and a lot of pink people go after just to be loved but they don't realize that they're, they're already worthy. And, and correct me if I'm wrong, but it feels like you, you already feel worthy. The performance is just, it just happens to be because of the work you have done. Yeah, yeah, I, I get that. Yes, so that's a, exactly right. So that's a, I mean, it's, it's weird. I used to love this sport. Like, I, oh, sorry, I do love this sport. I still love it. I used to do this sport because it was a passion. I believed I was good at it. But then once I had a family, then that was my main, all right, so this is your career path. Again, my family is everything to me. I've always been a family man and I pride myself on that. Everything's got to do with that. So everything I do is uh, the, the purpose around my family now. So successful, I need to be successful. And how am I successful? I fight. I'm a UFC fighter. So me winning and taking that belt, is is how I'm going to be successful for my family. So that means hard work. That means all this other stuff I'm doing is just for that end result so I can be successful for my family. So you know what I mean? So that's just a part of, you know, my, my passion or my motivation and all that is for my family and my, you know, Australia and my team and, and all that type of stuff. But, you know, because that is such a, a big motivation for me, that's why I work so hard in that whole everything else. It's not, you know, that's why I, I think, I, you know, I think so deep in why, you know, it goes as little as when I'm learning a technique and, you know, I was telling you how I really want to understand it. It's not because I want to be the best martial artist in the world. I want to be the best martial artist in the world so I can be successful in my family. I could honestly tell you that right now. That is why I need to be the best fighter in the world is so I can be as successful as I can so I can bring that money back to my family. And I don't know if that sounds boring, but for me, there is no bigger motivation. And you're seeing me, if you watch me in the gym or you hear me talk now or you see see what I've done, like I won the world title, like, and it, then to know I literally just done that for my family. It's, a, it's, it's weird. Some people, I don't know how they want to take it, but that's just me. And I don't care what anyone says. That's my motivation. When I hear people say they fight for legacy, you know, I... I, 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 I sort of, I wouldn't say I disagree with that because that is their, their main motivation. Me, it's legacy will just come with me fighting for my family. The legacy, if, if I become 
you know, one of the best of all time and that that's my legacy, whatever. That's just in the process of me being successful for my family. If that makes sense, does that make sense? It does. It, it, it shows that, that what you're doing is, it's the most beautiful thing ever. So thank you for doing that and for sharing that. And I, I, I know you're still fighting for the, the gym where you started and that shows, that shows character, you know, that show, shows loyalty. And those, those are the traits that at the end of the day, no matter what happens, you can feel good about yourself making the right decision, which is hard, mm-hmm. especially when you become better and when people are pulling you in all directions. So that's amazing. Stay, stay true to yourself and I applaud you for that. Uh, I have two more questions uh, and then I'll let you go. I know you have uh, maybe some training to do after this. <laughs> uh, thank you for waking up so early, by the way. Do you always wake up this early? Oh, God, the kids, kids are up early. Don't worry about that. So I, have, I had an alarm set so I could uh, be ready. I wanted at six thirty, so I could have a you know coffee and then be ready for this. But the kids are up yeah. before then anyway, so I don't even know why I bother with an alarm sometimes. But <laughs> <laughs> just in case, right? Just in case, yeah. Uh, Alex, uh, so do you think <laughs> happiness and success walk hand in hand? Are they aligned, or are they are are they two different things? I I think yeah, I think they are. I think um, setting goals. Uh, uh, is it just success? Maybe not just success. Sorry, Set, accomplishing goals, setting goals from as little as during the day. You know, if you're doing day by day, you got goals that you got. You know, whether it's for me, I, I've got to get my morning session in. You know what I mean? I got, got to. I want to eat pretty good. You know, there's little goals that I'll set. You know, I want to give my my family attention. So if I can go and do that, uh, knock off these goals during the day at the end of the day i'm like man that was a productive day i feel good i feel happy yeah so i really am like that and uh, i notice even with the wife sometimes you know you get in a bit of a rut and then the, the best the happiest i see her is when when we like, even cleaning the house you know what i mean like you might look at that as like oh you know far out i've got to clean the house but once you finish that house how good does that make you feel once it's done you know when you're about to train sometimes you're like oh man so do I want to train? You finish that session, you're like, oh, I'm so glad I've done that session. Yeah, I, I knocked that goal off. You know, if you're constantly doing that during the day, I believe that, you know, whether it's true happiness, there's so much that can come into play with happiness, but I believe that can really help with the mental side of things during the day, during the week, during the year. And I, I just think if you could knock off goals, that's why a lot of people have goals, you know what I mean? Once they knock them off, they're accomplishing them goals and that, that makes them happy. And I, I really do believe that. That's something that uh, that if I ever hear an inspirational story about someone that was in a, a big rut and then come out of it, it always, I end up seeing the, the process from them going back to, back to who they are and happiness was them accomplishing them goals again. You know, even like Tyson Fury, you hear him. He was a champion. He he accomplished it, and then he he was over it. He didn't want to, you know what I mean. He didn't care anymore. Like you know, and he went through a bad run. Then he started like he didn't care about fighting. He already accomplished that goal. He was a champion. He beat Klitschko. He didn't care. And then uh, you know, then he was you know what? I want to train again. You know, I want to train again. I want to get fit again. I want to compete again. Then he started getting this drive to be champion again. And, you know, him training and then he had started setting goals during the day. And that's what I noticed. He started setting goals again. And then once he was accomplishing these goals on a day-to-day basis and, you know, even fight-to-fight basis, 
he's happy. Now he's happier than ever. And he's realized now fighting's just my happiness. Why? It's because probably that routine that he goes through, knock this, this goal off, knock that goal off. I don't know. I, I believe routine, knocking goals, I, I really do believe that that leads to happiness. So success, and I still think that leads to success as well, knocking them goals. So yeah. does that does that sort of answer the question? Yeah, I think it does. Yeah, I love that. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Alex, so let's just imagine you're 87 years old. You're sitting at a rocking chair outside your house, maybe overlooking the ocean or whatever your favorite spot is, and you're just contemplating about your life. What do you have? What do you want to have seen before you kick the bucket? What, what do I want to see? And then what do you want to have done or seen or accomplished? Or what, what's the most important thing for you when you look back on your life? Look, for me, for me, uh, the, the per- this is uh, something I take so much pride in. Uh, the fact that I got to be the world champ, I got to, I got to shoot for them ranks. I got to be the world champ. I got to be the, the best fighter and I got to be me the whole way through. I got to be me. And when I say that, I didn't have to be someone I wasn't to lead to success. And don't get me wrong, I'm not hating on people that do that. Look, look at your, you know, you get a lot of guys that will have their gimmicks, they'll have their things for success. And don't get me wrong, it works for them. It doesn't work for some people. It looks actually cringe and ridiculous, but it still might lead to their success. So I get that. But me, I take pride in, I've always, you know, I've always, you know, a lot of people, you know, having morals or, or you know, you know, trying to be humble or or just being who I, you know what I mean? I'm not gonna sh- I'm not gonna shit on people to put me in a better position. That's just not who I am. And for me to go out and be successful and, and knock these goals off and you know, do all that and you know, and still be me the whole way through, you know, I just think it's it's a it's it's unreal. So that's what I love as what I'm doing right now. I hope it doesn't change and I won't let it change. Uh, you know, so if I look back, I want to be able to know that, you know, I got to, you know, my, my family got to live the best life they could and I got to be me the whole way through it. I got to do what I love. I love fighting. I'm so glad that I'm a hard worker that I get to do this. But, uh, you know, it's just everything. So I'm I'm very happy with where we are right now. I'm nowhere near where I want to be. I need to be more successful for my family. Uh, and But, again, I just need to be me the whole way through. I want people that I might have, you know, Conor McGregor will have his billions of fans. You know, and I won't have as many fans, but I know the people that that my fans are going to be people that believe in me, that love me for who I am, and really appreciate what I do and who I am. So that's you know that means something more to me. And again, once a, a lot of these guys lose, everyone forgets about them. I know, I know, I know. If I was a loser, it ain't going to happen. <laughs> but if I lose, you know, I know the people that you know they're still going to want me to bounce back. They want me to bounce back and win because they believe in who I am, and I think that's cool. And I'll be proud of that. That's super cool. And I think that's what we're all trying to do in our lives to really be ourselves. And it's it's super tricky and we all we all struggle with it. So I applaud you for that and that you're doing that on a high level because it's harder the more success you get because all of a sudden people, again, people are pulling you, they're expecting things from you and mm-hmm. staying, staying mm-hmm. true to yourself. That's amazing. Mm-hmm. Uh, last question, Alex. Uh, I want. I love sharing stories, but at the end of the day, my mission is to help at least 10 million people to go after their dreams. So right after this podcast, I want them to take action to get a little bit closer to what they really want in their life. So what would be the first step that they can do? I mean, as a, for me, as a, something that we've sort of talked about and what they can get through through this po- podcast is don't just go through the motions. 
especially if you are committing to a, a business or, or a sport, don't just go, don't rock up at the gym and just go through the, the motions. You know, you want to go there with your, you want to go there 100% focused. You want to learn something. You want to, again, understand why you're doing them movements, you know, little things like that. Uh, from day one in the, the gym or whatever you're doing, if you're going to commit to something, commit. And when I mean commit, it doesn't mean just doing it. It means understanding it. And each day, how can I get better at what I've committed to? So I just believe it. Uh, uh, try and try and better yourself in all areas of whatever you commit to. If if, the, if uh, that makes sense, I think uh, you know whether you know it is hard work and putting yourself in, in a position where all right things might get uncomfortable as well. That sort of leads into that as well as like I'm going to make sure I'm I'm working hard day in day out. So in 10 years time hard work's just normal for me you know or you know you should tell me a movement i understand the principles of that that can help me in life and that can help me with so many different techniques just understand what you're doing you get what i mean if you're committing to something don't just go through the motions capitalize on that hour you spent in the gym capitalize on that hour spent on whatever you you're 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 you've committed to capitalize on it make it effective that's great uh alex uh Thank you so much for uh, taking the time. Uh, I'm a fan for life. I love what you do. And especially, not just as a fighter, as a human being. So thank you for, for being true to yourself. And uh, just keep rocking it. We're here to support you. If people want to connect with you, what, where's the best way? Yeah, yeah, well, yeah just uh, on my so- social media is always, always good. So at Alex Volkanovsky, my Twitter handle and my Instagram. Or on Facebook, if you've got the Facebook, uh, uh, Alexander the Great Volkanovsky. So, uh, yeah, you can get me on that. I've got a website running as well. So stay tuned for that. There's going to be everything's going to be going through there. So make sure you stay tuned and stay safe. Thank you, Alex. And thank you, everybody that listened and watched today. We are doing this not for us. We're doing this for you guys. So take some action. Be committed. Actually, don't just go after the motion like Alex said. Really do something with your life. Otherwise, this time is wasted for you and for us too. So please do something. Give us some love. Uh, Share this with somebody that needs to hear Alex's message that wants to improve in life. Uh, Check out my website. I love success.co. I have a couple of free chapters of my book, The Goal Book, where you can learn how to set goals and knock them things off because it do makes you happy. And we also have almost 180 episodes now with amazing fighters, entrepreneurs, Olympians, and just overall incredible human beings sharing open heartedly. Thanks again and talk to you soon. <music>